Hi guys, welcome back to my podcast. Um, I asked you guys, I feel like I have zero personality right now because I'm really rather ill. Because long story short, I got the Apple headphones and I put noise cancelling on for like five hours. And then I got nauseous. And then I had like a blocked up nose and then my ears hurt. And then I had a headache. So I'm currently a bit ill. I'm blaming it on the headphones, not blaming it on anything else. Um... But I asked you guys the other day, the other day, yesterday, um, on my Instagram what you guys would like to hear from me in today's episode, and I've kind of concocted an episode full of your suggestions, which is great, and I've kind of put them down to the title, The Side Effects of Growing Up, and I've put them into categories of relationships, such as your first love and advice, loneliness, losing your childhood, advice my younger self and impossible beauty standards and I also included at the end because somebody asked me if I could include like my current favorites like my books tv shows music movies whatever like that so let's just get into it I celebrated my 18th birthday the other day and I did get a little bit sad (laughs) I always get sad on birthdays but whether it's because this one was a milestone one um but I kind of I started crying because it's scary. It's really scary. And I feel like maybe it's a universal experience when people's birthdays and they get a bit sad. But I was sad because I knew and it kind of finally hit me that I was growing up and I'm off to university and I'm moving away or and it's finally like time for me to be fully independent and create my own life. I think the concept of growing up is scariest to me because now the rest of my life is determined by me. I can't rely on anyone else if I want to achieve my dreams that's on me and when I think about growing up and when I did turn 18 I was thinking like oh my god I'm never going to be like be like a child again I'm never going to be able to do this I'm never going to have to do that I'm never going to be the baby of the house again and then you know when you overthink and you're like oh my god my whole family are going to like hate me whatever like that obviously they're not going to I bloody hope not but I just wanted to say that because I feel like everybody on birthdays gets a bit sad and in this episode I want to delve into like possibly the positives and the beauty of growing older and aging and stuff like that because you know we're not going to be children forever it's okay that that's a thing that's a thing it's okay if age is a thing but I just wanted to kind of settle people's ease because I've kind of come to terms with it and I'm kind of feel better about it now as I said I've kind of split the side effects of growing up into different categories but a recur recurrent recurring is recurrent even a word who knows I'm very illiterate on this podcast as you probably know but one of the side effects is your first love you know your first relationships um and a lot of people ask like how to get over them and improving yourself and someone did actually put improving which made me really sad because you know when you're with someone or if you break up with someone you should never have to change yourself or make yourself a better version out of spite. It's great to be, you know, become a greater person, to be constantly evolving, but you shouldn't do it for someone else because you're perfectly perfect by yourself. But side effect of growing up is kind of the pressure, I feel. I felt like pressure to be in a relationship and have that teenage love and, you know, find my first love before university and do whatever. And my advice is that you should never go out seeking for love 
because if you are going about your day or going about whatever when you go to parties or school or whatever like that and think oh my gosh I need to find someone to speak to to go out with to go on a date I need people to like me and fancy me it's gonna be tiring and it's exhausting wanting people to like you because you know if you say get rejected once or if people just don't seem to like you that way you then start to deter yourself and start to break up into these little personas that you think fit that certain person because you want them to like you back. You think that growing up you should be in these relationships and you should be, you know, testing the waters with your first love or whatever like that, but you don't have to. It's completely fine if you don't get in a relationship ever for that sake, but don't feel pressured as a teenager to have to be in a relationship, to have to be, have to have your first love. I think my advice for getting over someone, and I won't say improving because I think that you're all perfect by yourself, but feeling better about yourself after a breakup is healing your inner child for some reason. I feel like after a relationship or after a a situationship, whatever the hell that is even, you need to heal yourself because within that relationship it might have ended on good terms or bad terms you probably have lost part of yourself in the kind of the grieving part because it's almost as if you are grieving someone when you break up with them you want to be able to look in the mirror and be like right I'm perfectly fine by myself I can I can do whatever I want to I can go out on a date by myself I can go to dinner by myself my advice is that if you put your all into someone and it doesn't work and it doesn't give you back anything then that's okay and it's a beautiful healing process to be able to experience new emotions yes it can hurts hurts a lot but being able to get over them and then realize and look at yourself and be like it's okay that I felt that stuff but now I'm gonna be even better by myself and I'm gonna work on myself and get better for myself how many times have I just said myself but that's kind of my advice on relationships and first loves as in the side effects of growing up because that's kind of the pressure that I felt. I also feel like relationships and your first love when you are a teenager, like when you're growing up, it's sometimes you can either look at it as like you're too immature to be able to have a relationship, but also like you shouldn't invalidate someone's relationship because they're teenagers. For example, my sister and her fiance to be husband, who also is father of my nephew, I was going to say niece then, but I was like, no, nephew. Um, they met when they, they started dating when they were 14 and now they're 22. You know, they were high school, what the hell is it called? School romance? High school sweethearts, that's the one. So then there's that example, but then there's also, I personally think, I have the mindset where, like, anyone I date in high school, like, I don't know whether it'll last, you know what I mean? I mean, I say that, but I've never dated anyone officially anyway, so I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But... When you get into a relationship in school or sixth form or college or whatever like that, it's at a it's a it's a very strange point in your life because you are growing up, you are you know turning eighteen, you're able to go out, but also when you turn eighteen, you have that choice of going to university, and you know you could move to separate parts of the country if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But you're growing up, and you're probably gonna gonna become a different person than you are currently. So that said relationship might not 
still align with you in a few years and that's completely fine but don't ever feel pressured into falling in love with someone or desperately seeking someone's validation because you are growing up and all the people around you are another side effect that I've kind of found of growing up is loneliness and I always like to say the phrase alone but not lonely which I do try and preach and I have kind of tried to teach myself that taught myself teach myself Oh my God, I have zero literacy. This is awful. But a side effect of growing up is loneliness, I've said. But it's strange because you're at a time where you're at school or you're in sixth form or college and you're surrounded by so many people. You meet so many people. You could be in a large group of friends. You could have a couple friends, but you could still feel like the loneliest person in the world in a room full of people. When I was at when I was at sixth form in my last year, I would take myself off to the library at break and lunchtime, regardless of how much time I had, even if I had five minutes, because I did not want to sit in a room full of people and feel isolated. And growing up, you're going to feel, well, you might not, but this is how I felt. I, I have felt a large sense of loneliness because you know, I could be really sad and there's not other people that are really sad. So I'm like, oh God, it's just me. So I need to isolate myself. Loneliness in your teenage years and growing up can also be found in in friendships, toxic friendships, toxic relationships. Because, you know, they could be spiteful and not invite you to places. And then that makes you doubt yourself and makes you feel bad about yourself because you're like, oh, why didn't I get invited to these things? Let me tell you right now that friends are nasty. They're very nasty. Any friend, not any friend I've ever had, but I've experienced a lot of people in my life that are very spiteful and have made me feel very bad about myself. And, you know, it's it's a growing process. You'll always find people like that when you're growing up, especially as a teenager. But if anyone ever makes you feel lonely, you should just immediately cut out. And it's it's so easy to say because I wish I would have told myself that and really believed it. But you know, I clung on to relationships, but it made me feel even lonelier because they weren't my type of people. And I was lonely and alone, if that makes sense. But now I feel like I'm alone, but not lonely because I've found peace within myself. I've recognised I can spend time alone with myself. And I've realised that my greatest friends, as sad as this may sound, are my mum and my dad because they are my mum and dad are literally my best friends and I can sit and talk to them for hours because they're just wonderful people but also my best friends are you guys on this podcast too because I love you all but you can also find loneliness in school stress and pressures oh why do I say it like that but growing up especially around school you know I feel like I could slate the whole school system but in this episode I'm just going to talk about stress and pressures school especially made me feel really anxious, stressed, lonely, because it puts so much pressure on me. And whether school, again, is through friendships, but academically, I'm not, I'm going to be honest, I'm not an academic person. I didn't do, I think I barely passed science and maths. I think, you know, when it was like grades, I think I literally got a four in maths and science because I'm more of an English person. But I'm a very creative person. And because both my high school and my sixth form were very academic focused places I felt so dumb I felt so dumb and lonely because you know when you're getting whatever grades you're getting I felt a lot of pressure to just constantly be doing better because my subjects were easier or because 
I wasn't good at maths because I wasn't good at English because I wasn't doing a stereotypically hard subject and because teachers were putting pressure on me to be doing three essays a week for each topic and you know be mentally okay and if I wasn't mentally okay I should take a bath or I should drink a nice cold glass of water which is a load of bollocks maybe it will help but this podcast will help you a bit more than just a glass of water but also you could feel I feel a lot of loneliness sometimes at home and as I've said before like my room became my sanctuary I I crafted it and I created it so it emulated my personality with all the movie posters and the 60s little aspects and blow up chairs and so many pictures everywhere you know extreme maximalism because there's just so much going on in my mind but of course I said that it became a very lonely place because I would shut myself away from the world I then shut myself off from my family and I became distant from my family and you know, you can also, if you're very close to your family, you can also feel very lonely within your family sometimes. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, you know. I could just have days where I just have this thought in my head and these intrusive thoughts where I'm like, oh my gosh, everybody hates you, nobody likes you, you're horrible, I've clearly done something wrong, why is nobody speaking to me? And that could absolutely not be the case because, you know, you're having these intrusive thoughts, but it's okay to feel lonely sometimes and it's sad, but sometimes you need to feel that essence of loneliness to be able to realise and recognise that you need to heal in some way, shape or form. And then within that healing process, you can learn to be alone but not lonely. Again, starting off with going to a coffee shop, going to a cafe, getting a nice hot drink. Please don't get a hot chocolate when you go to the coffee shop. I'm just kidding. Um, you know, buying yourself a new book, reading or just sitting alone with your thoughts thoughts Jesus thoughts for a while you know healing yourself and realizing that sometimes you do need a little bit of help there's no shame in asking for help if you ever want to ask me for help ask for help but heal yourself and ask for help from yourself a really drastic feeling that I felt when I turned 18 or like on my on every one of my birthdays is the daunting and malevolent feeling that I'm losing my childhood And it's almost that sense of FOMO that sometimes hits me that I'm like, I'm not going to be the youngest one in the room for very much longer. You know, I'm only going to be, I'm not classed as a child anymore. I'm not going to be the baby of the family. You know, I'm not going to be able to experience all these childhood experiences. God, I can't even get a kid's menu anymore. That's ridiculous. How dare they? But, you know, you have this ever-present feeling of that, that you're losing your childhood essence, that you're losing any of this innocence towards the world and this carefree attitude because as soon as you hit a milestone of like 15, 16, 17, 18, it feels like you have to conquer the whole world and you have to know exactly what you want to do in life, you have to know exactly what you're doing in school, what your dreams are, where you want to live, how the, how the hell to get a mortgage, I don't know how to get a mortgage, but it feels like that, it feels like the weight of the world is on your shoulders because nobody sees you as a child anymore and it really really scared me but I only realized in the past two days that perhaps growing older is about exploring and finding myself and venturing out into the world to give it my all and to get from the world everything that I want to but because I'm completely capable of achieving my dreams you're completely capable of achieving your dreams so perhaps this is an exciting time perhaps 
growing older is being able to prepare yourself for, this is how I see it, preparing yourself for going out into the big, massive world and saying, you know what, I'm just going to go and get my dreams. Can you move out of the way, please? Because why not? Why does growing up have to be scary? I mean, it is scary. But why does it have to be this daunting process? Why can't it just be this exhilarating thought of being able to live your wildest dreams because you now have this freedom you get to find yourself you get to apartment hunt for god's sake you can find your architectural style which sounds quite sad but kind of exciting for me because i love a bit of architectural digest you know you get to find out your favorite color of cowboy boots you get to you know go shopping by yourself for the food shopping by yourself for the first time that sounds exciting that's the only reason why i want to turn 18 no i'm kidding but you're not losing your childhood because you heal your inner child and you're forever light-hearted and joyful. You never lose that child that was once five years old, nine years old, because you're always going to be that person as long as you express it to the world. I just spoke to my mum. She came in and I asked her her opinion on, you know, the side effects of growing up for a teenager. And she said she also agreed that it it's exciting. It should be something that's it's like a, you should view it as opening doors, new doors being open, because there are no more barriers for you anymore, you're not age restricted for anything, you can apply to university, you can move away from your home, you can apply for a grant, a scholarship, move move countries, go and work in a different country, do whatever you want, you know, rather than having to be restricted by school, Monday to Friday, homework on the weekends, working on the weekends, you know, not being 18, so you can't really do much, but now you can do whatever you want, you know, growing up should be something that's exciting, because it's looking at all the things that you could possibly do when you reach that time, if you're 14, 15 now, you could be getting excited for your dreams when you're 17, 18, what you want to be doing then, you know, mapping out how exciting your future's going to be. I would say the side effects of growing up is that I did have to heal my inner child and the advice I would give to my younger self, if not, say, the younger people listening to this podcast, is that you don't have to rush your childhood. You don't have to try and become an adult early. I think that when I reached 13, 14, or even when I was, like, 12, I desperately wanted to be 21 years old. I would try and do my makeup and my hair, you know, more maturely when I was 14 and dress more maturely because I wanted to be like everyone else and look older and finally be like everyone else around me. I didn't appreciate all the beautiful things there was about being a teenager, which I am still a teenager, don't worry. But I think that you should just, my advice to my younger self is just appreciate everything while you can. The simplicity of just being able to stay home with your parents and watch a movie whenever you want to, you know, going out to the cinema with your parents and doing whatever because in these past few months, this past year, I've really cherished doing everything with my parents because I know that when I go to university or when I move away, hopefully to New York when I'm 21, you know, I can't do that every day. So I would honestly say just cherish everything you can now and just be as happy as you possibly can because you know, you're only young once, you may as well be happy while you're doing it and look back at it as, you know, a wonderful experience. The last side effect of growing up in this episode is the impossible beauty standards set by society, because we as teenagers growing up in 
this society it's it's quite a strange time because of course there's a rise and the kind of the global popularity in social media tiktok instagram you know it's on everyone these phones and especially tiktok as well i've noticed that it's set trends for eurocentric beauty standards and how girls noses should look how goes how girls lips should look how their face should look how their body should look what to do if your body doesn't look like this what to do if your face doesn't look like this how to fix yourself quote unquote and i it makes me really sad because from when I was 13 and I was putting on makeup to look like Kim Kardashian or whatever, I wasn't admiring the fact that I was I was just a child. We're all just children at the end of the day and we shouldn't have to try and fix ourselves to look like somebody else. You know, I want you to know that growing up, it's hard because you do look at social media and you do see the most popular creators or the people you look up to and you think, what can I do? to change myself to look like this person and it's sad because there are these beauty standards that you're gonna try and adhere yourself to but I want to say that you should be able to find the beauty in yourself without listening to other people's view of beauty you should be able to look in the mirror and think god I'm truly beautiful because you are without having to change yourself to fit other people's view of what a beautiful woman is because you already are a beautiful person completely and utterly through and through Okay, so now I've finished with the side effects of growing up. I want to do the little, because a lot of people ask me for my current faves, like a little of my movies, TV shows, books, whatever, which I love. I'm so excited to do this. I haven't planned it, so I'm just going to go straight from my head. So, current favourite movie. Oh no, because what if it's like of all time? What do you mean that I've recently watched? Okay, if we're going off recently watched, I'm going to have to say... Okay, hang on. Okay, no thoughts. Probably her. Because, oh, it's just such a beautiful film. And I love reviewing films. And I feel like I'm just going to get too passionate about this. And I'm going to have to speak about it in a different episode. If you ever want an episode on films, let me know. Current favourite TV show. I mean, obviously it's going to be Stranger Things. For God's sake. Like, would it be anything else? You know, Eddie Munson is literally my favourite fictional character ever. Like, even against Marvel characters, I'd even put him first. He's just so, so well-written. Written? Wrote? I don't even know the word for it. But I loved Strange Things. I only fully watched the whole thing recently. Okay. Current favourite book? It's still... As much as I say, like, The Great Gatsby, I feel like it's always going to be The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. And I do have a book club if you'd like to join. But The Great Gatsby's like... It's just a book where it's just so wonderful and ethereal ethereal I don't know but the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo it's just so wonderfully queer I love it it really made me feel things it was actually the best book I've ever read and I hope they do turn it into a movie I think they are but it's just such a wonderful book and everybody I've got to read it has said how much they love it as well um favorite music at the moment Okay, favourite song is Therese by Maya Hawke. I've honestly, and I can say this truly, I've been listening to Maya Hawke's music on repeat for weeks now. For weeks. It's just been blasting through my Alexa and my headphones for ages. I remember once, I think I looked back and it was like I listened to Therese 23 times in a day. Like, who has that much time on their hands? Who genuinely does nothing that they can listen to a song that much? 
it's like my all too well you know when all too well came out I listened to it like 15 times a day again that's a lot of time to waste but Therese by Maya Hawke is honestly gonna be one of my favorite songs of all time but if we're on about like bands mm, I'm probably into I'm always gonna be into the Beatles the most it might change on the next episode but who knows journaling my favorite thing to do about journaling oh making playlists like adhered to my dreams because at the moment I'm on a big fixation towards New York because I know for sure that I'm going to move to New York so I made a playlist of the songs I've listened to in my apartment in New York so when I'm journaling and manifesting about New York I have it to listen to so I'm like visualizing myself in the apartment actually writing to myself today and I'd say my current favorite thing to do literally nothing I don't do anything this summer and that's fine if you don't want to do anything this summer if you don't want to get up out of bed if you just want to sit in your room and not even read that's perfectly fine but I'd say favorite thing to do staying in bed and going on my phone (laughs) that's absolutely it I want to say a massive thank you to listening and supporting my podcast again. It would mean the world to me if you could follow or rate the podcast just so it boosts up to help other people. I really hope you enjoyed it and I hope that it kind of helped with the fears of growing up or, you know, sadness towards growing up. But I want to let you know that it can be an exciting process. It might be a bit scary at first, but you can make it as beautiful as you want to. And I really hope you have a great day and I love you so much. You're the most beautiful person ever. I love you so much. Bye.